Welcome, welcome, man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, as always. Oh, gee, that's horrible. No, that's better. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Rob Zuccari. Oh, man. I know I got my little dress shirt on today. I went on a uh, Valentine's Day lunch. That's what I did today. I did a Valentine's Day. Well, it was actually a late lunch. Um, can't really do dinners anymore. We got the baby. So it's tough to to pick up and go at night and uh, hit a fancy restaurant or place like that. So you kind of got to do um, afternoon type. <laughs> got to do afternoon type. Uh, and they have to have an outside can't do an inside. Got to do an outside just in case the baby has a freak out. Just in case the baby's going to cry. You're outside, kind of gets lost in the atmosphere. Uh, it's a big patio, maybe near a street. <laughs> we're in Hollywood today, so they were doing construction. A lot of commotion. So if the baby gets a little crazy, it just kind of bleeds in into the whole Hollywood atmosphere. It's not like going into the Ivy, you know, where you got the carriage next to a couple that, uh, well, they're not really a couple. It's a 19-year-old girl with a 71-year-old the sugar daddy there, and they're <laughs> discussing, I, I, I don't know what they're discussing, but. You can't bring the little baby carriage there, so you got to go to an outdoor patio. But that's what I did today. That's why I got the dress shirt on. Normally, you know I don't uh, dress up for the program because uh, it's a radio show. We only do the video feed for those that like to listen on uh, Twitter. Now, we will be ending the program a little bit early tonight because we're going to do one more thing. For Valentine's Day, so don't get crazy with me, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. <sighs> All right, so where do we begin? Now, this story broke last night while we were on the air. This whole uh, Michael Flynn uh, resignation. Now, last night, when we broke, well, we didn't break the story. I mean, we just reported here on the show. It wasn't like, we had Rob Zakari show reporters there. We got the scoop. But when we talked about it in the show, it, it, it broke while we were on the air. We talked about it. The narrative was that Flynn BS'd Mike Pence. It wasn't that he made the call, because we already knew he made the call. Everybody knew he made the call. This was a story weeks ago that Michael Flynn talked to the Russian ambassador. That was a story. It was done. It was reported. We knew this. I remember when it broke, it was wolf breaking news. Oh, my God. It was the day before or, or, or the day of Obama. Imposing sanctions. Obama was still president. 
Trump wasn't even president yet. Trump was still the jerk-off real estate developer that everybody said had no shot of winning the presidency. Even though he won the presidency, he was still that guy. He was still Trump stakes. Yes, they called him president-elect, but he was still that guy. People, well, they're still in shock, but they were still in shock then. I can't believe Trump's president. I can't believe Trump's president. Oh, my. How do we just figure out a way to keep Obama? Uh, how, do, how do we do something with the Constitution? We just keep Obama for a couple more years. What do we do? So we knew about this conversation then. And I swear, man, as it pertains to the media, the Democrats, because, you know, they're one and the same. They get their narratives and they step on each other. So sometimes the Washington Post doesn't coordinate properly with the New York Times or the New York Times doesn't coordinate properly with CNN or CNN doesn't coordinate properly with the New York Times and the Washington Post. So one of them rushes out a story, and the rest of the crew aren't prepared. Now remember, from WikiLeaks, we know they all collude. Okay? We all know they collude. We all know they, they, they go to lunches together. They eat at uh, Podesta's house for lunches and barbecues, whatever it is that uh, they have function, they go. So if you have Stephanopoulos there, or you got Rachel Maddow, or whatever. I don't remember the, 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 the people that were on the list. But of course they all talk. Of course they all coordinate. And don't forget, that interview with Zucker... About two, three weeks ago, he basically warned Trump and the Trump people, if you keep calling us fake news, if you keep calling us, uh, you know, uh, irrelevant, if if you keep the attacks, we're going to bury you. We are in Malaysia. We are in Saudi Arabia. We are in all of these countries. All of these countries go to us for their news. We shape, we shape how these people view Trump and the Trump administration. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing all over the place, but more or less, that's what Zucker said. We talked about this last week. I don't have... Uh, the sheet pulled up on the old computer screen here. Those of you who are old to the show will remember what I'm talking about. So they all coordinate. They all know what they're doing. Remember, the media is nothing more than the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. That's all. And when you have Democrat in the White House, they're state-run media. 
So this story came out weeks ago, but it didn't get any traction because there was too many, too many other things going on. And if you think about it, when the uh, travel ban, when that executive order came out, anything that travel ban, executive order, fake outrage got forgotten about. So you had all these confirmations going on. He had all these things happening. But the media and all the activists, they can only focus on one or two things at a time. They can only organize their protests and their rage at various bleeding heart airports and get their rage on for Jeff Sessions or, or Betsy DeVos or Munchkin or whatever the hell cabinet members up for uh, confirmation. I mean, hell, it seems like yesterday that Rex Tillerson, Exxon Mobil giant, ties with Putin, seems like just, what, years ago that was an issue. Conversation. It's old. It's old. So last night we said uh, the big controversies, what he talked about, and him lying to Pence. And if he lied to Pence, then he's got to get fired or he's got to resign or whichever's more dignified. If Mike Pence goes on Sunday morning shows and says something that everybody could say, that is BS. That is BS. You you got BSed. You're BSing. Mm, not good. Then he's got to go. And it's understandable. It's impossible to wither that storm. It's impossible to wither that storm. Impossible. I mean, every single day, the the left, the media, the Democrats, they they look for something. They come up with something. We have an anonymous source here. We have an anonymous source there. We have Trump in bathrobes. We have bocce nude. We have this. Constant. So this was one of those things where it was like, ah, we, we got you. But all of a sudden today, the story is Flynn having a conversation with this Russian diplomat. And that being... The revelation, that being the news, that being, oh, my God. But we all knew about it. Well, when did Trump know? What did, what, Trump knew about it when we knew about it. We all knew about it. Reports came out and said 
Flynn talked to the Russian ambassador. Did he talk about the sanctions? We don't know if he talked about the sanctions. Flynn says he didn't talk about the sanctions. And then that was it. Well, now they say that Flynn didn't exactly talk about the sanctions. He tiptoed around the topic of the sanctions. But of course, we're not going to see any evidence of this. Of course, we're not going to see transcripts. I'd like to see the transcripts. I would love to see the transcripts. But you notice, we're never able to see these transcripts or, or, or real evidence. Russians tried to hack the election. Okay, well, do you have evidence? We've got evidence. Where's the evidence? Well, we can't show you. What do you mean you can't show? So you, you don't have a smoking gun. Well, we don't exactly have... Oh. It's kind of like the whole, just trust us. It's like when Al Franken says, I've been talking to Republicans, and they agree with me that Trump is uh, mentally unfit. Well, what Republicans? How many? A lot of Republicans. Who are the Republicans? I can't say who they are. Just trust me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Trust you. You're honest. We're not. The media's honest. (laughs) I would like to see these transcripts. I would like to see Flynn. I would like to read Flynn saying, hey, Serge, when Trump is president, when he gets in office, we're going to roll back those sanctions. Don't you worry about it. I would like to see that. If people are going to go on CNN, they're going to go on MSNBC, and they're going to go on CBS and ABC, and they're going to talk about the Logan Act and treason. If I got to watch Stephen Colbert, this scumbag, talk about treason, I want to see treason. I want to see it in black and white. I want to read transcripts that have Flynn saying. As soon as President Trump sits in that desk, we're going to lift sanctions. Don't you worry about it, Serge. So there's no reason whatsoever for you to respond to what Obama did. There's no reason for you to pull your diplomat. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Now, unless a transcript comes out that explicitly says that or thereabouts, this is all just another BS game. It's a constant battle, not just with the left. And the never Trumpers with establishment types. 
The guys that have been in Congress for 30 years. Guys that have been in Washington for 40 years. Rather, they're guys that create, or women, that create the TV ads. The pollsters. Everybody connected to the Washington machine. Who lost. And I mean lost bigly. When Trump, A, ran, and B, won. I mean, we've outlined this ad nauseum going back a year ago. Every two and four years, the Washington machine makes big money on elections. And there's people inside that machine that don't care who wins or loses because it's a paycheck. And it's a big paycheck. And every four years, when there's a presidential election, it's like the cash cow from Fort Knox. If you're somebody that makes political ads, oh, man, oh, man. And when Trump comes along, and he's like, ah, I don't need this, I don't need that, I don't need to do this, I don't need to do that. He's got a lot of pissed off people. When Trump's bringing in people like Rex Tillerson and uh, Munchkin, and I know I'm saying his name wrong. Give me an effing break. But when he's bringing these outsiders in, When he's bringing in people that are not part of the establishment. Sure, you got your, you know, uh, uh, McConnell's wife there, the Chu girl, Chow Chu, Chang, Chong, Pong, whatever her name is. Yeah, okay, you got her. You got a couple of the stragglers. But for the most part, got a lot of outsiders. Linda McMahon. She she would she she she's pretending she's a quadriplegic in, in catatonic state on, on on Monday Night Raw while Vince McMahon's making out with a hot twenty five year old Trish Stratus and she's like mm. yeah she ran for Senate but she lost she's not part of Washington. So unless I see transcripts, hey, maybe the transcripts show Flynn saying all these things. Maybe the transcripts say, Serge, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Now, maybe in a few weeks, there'll be indictments because the FBI interviewed Flynn. They heard these tapes. They heard these recorded phone conversations. And if they said, uh, yeah, General, uh, did you say this? Did you say that? Did you do this? Did you do that? And he goes, no, yes, no, no, yes. And he's straight up lying. 
he's going to get indicted. He's going to get arrested. But if he doesn't get arrested, if he doesn't get indicted, if all of this amounts to Flynn basically being, hey, Serge, how are you? Love to set up a conversation between uh, President uh, Trump and Vladimir Putin. It'd be great to have a better relationship when uh, Trump is president. Hopefully we could work together in a more constructive way to knock out ISIS and blah, 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 blah. I'm betting you that's how the conversation went. This notion that Flynn is like a retard. And he's like, gee, I wonder if the phones are, are, are tapped uh, uh, from Surge. Gee, doo-doo-doo. I think I'll just uh, talk about uh, a whole bunch of things that are in violation of the Logan Act that could put me in prison. I, I just don't see that. I don't see it. And remember, all the media has to do is uh, basically put out their intelligence officials. What intelligence officials? Who? Intelligence officials have said. Intelligence officials. Could be a janitor. Seriously. What we're constantly hearing from the press, intelligence officials. People in the White House. And you know the media is so dishonest. And they are just so full of crap. 90% of the time. And they all have an agenda. And it's to spew liberal propaganda. That as long as they can walk that line, okay, as long as they can walk that line and have a source from within the White House, and it doesn't matter if that source is giving them real information, and it doesn't matter if that source is, is what we would consider just the lame man a real White House official. Meaning, you're David Farenthold of the Washington Post. And you're basically going to write a story with a bunch of hearsay. And you've got one low-level, half-ass White House staffer who is so low on the totem pole Part of his job is changing the urinal cakes in the White House bathrooms, okay? You know the urinal cakes, the ones that look like little hockey pucks, you know? And they make sure the bathrooms don't smell like dirty urine. And as long as he can say, I have a White House source, and he legitimately has a White House source, doesn't matter that the guy just changes urinal cakes. 
then he could go ahead and write whatever he wants. And CNN, and MSNBC, and NBC, and the Daily Beast, and uh, the Huffington Post, they're all going to pick up that story, and then they're going to report their slant using Fahrenheit, the Washington Post, and his White House source. But it's all BS. But Fahrenheit is not in violation of whatever, you know, ethical standards or I, I don't know how they govern themselves. But as long as they have somebody that is somehow tied to the White House or tied to the intelligence community doesn't mean they have to be tied directly to the story. doesn't mean they have to be some top-tier CIA officer in the intelligence game. It could be like a, a doorman, a cop doorman. And he goes, hey, Dave, psst, come here. Yeah? What's your name? My name's Biff. Oh, hey, Biff. Yeah. Hey, listen. I got a scoop for you. Yeah, what's your scoop? Okay, here it is. Rance Priebus was just here, and I heard him tell. I can't tell you who he said it to, but I heard him say that Mike Flynn was talking about sanctions and lifting. Really? Yeah, okay. My source, there you go. There, there's, there. Now it goes to the Washington Post. It hits the TV, hits the interweb. And every low-information voter reads it and goes, Oh, my God. Yo, this is tree. Oh, my God. You imagine. Legit. Imagine. Roles were reversed. So if, if if the media was conservative and they covered Obama and Clinton, first off, Clinton would have been gone. He he would never have survived shooting ejaculates in a White House intern's face. He he would he just he would never have survived that he would never survive the concept of the leader of the most powerful country in the world be the most powerful man in the entire world ejaculating in the face of an intern of an employee uh, an employee I, I mean what do you say? Just think, what do you say? The President of the United States comes up to you and goes, hey, I'd love to take this cigar and, you know, uh, put it in your most intimate of areas. What, what do you say that? What do you say? There's women. There's women. There's cases. There's stories. There's scandals. 
of superiors, of bosses, just just speaking rudely to a woman. Speaking rudely to a woman that is the secretary or, or somebody that's in a position of, well, what do I do? Do I do this? I could get fired. So just imagine if conservatives controlled the media. Obama would be done. Rather, it was from Benghazi to the IRS scandal to Fast and Furious to even just looking at how the Middle East or the rest of the world, for that matter, is right now. I mean, everyone laughed at Bush for saying, I looked at Putin in the eyes. Yeah. Ha ha ha, and look what he did. Look what Putin did. And what did Bush? Well, look, he just got pushed around by Putin. Hey, Obama, beyond punked by Putin. So I want to see the transcripts. That's all. I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one to call for Flynn prison, waterboard him. Send him to one of the black ops sites. Remember the, the in the report where what they would do? They get the hummus and they get the 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 food and they puree it and then they, they give the the terrorists the enemas to, because they were on hunger strike, so they fed them rectally. Go, just feed Flynn rectally. I'm down. I'm down for every sleep deprivation of a week. I just want to see the transcripts. And I want to see where Flynn goes. I talked to the president-elect. He's totally down for its surge. Because all we keep hearing is, when did Trump know? When did Trump know? He knew like we all knew. He knew like we all knew. He knew like we all knew. The Justice Department had concerns about Flynn's conduct and the fact that he could be blackmailed, blackmailed. What do you mean blackmailed? Again, we hear this word blackmailed again. What? What? Tell us what? Tell us what? Tell us what? What's the blackmail? He likes to get peed on? Is that what it is? Or maybe he likes to get doo-doo on him. Flynn likes to cover himself with doo-doo and run around being general crap man. Is that what it is? Tell us! Don't just throw this stuff out there. And then go, oh, look, see, look, the Russians, the Russians, look, look what it's, Trump knew, knew, what did he know, what did, as far as we know, Flynn lied to Pence, Flynn made Pence look like a dummy, and you can't do that, even though it's kind of funny how people are acting like, oh, Vice President, he's out of the loop. Oh, my God. 
when the hell has a vice president been important? I, I mean, I'm just saying, just take a step back. The vice president's always been treated as like a J-off. Dan Quayle? Poppy Bush? They, they were always treated like, yeah, okay, go. Go, 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 go play with yourself down the hall, please. Get out of here. Now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, the vice president, he was out of the loop, and, blah, 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 and they tried to keep it. Oh, now, 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 all of a, now, all of a sudden, everybody's outraged that the vice president is being looked at as exactly how everybody looked at vice presidents. Spiro Agnew. <laughs> you know? far as Trump and anybody knew, Flynn talked to the Russian ambassador about setting up phone calls and bocce, who, whatever. We then are told in a Washington Post article that high-level intelligence officers say, Flynn talked about sanctions. He talked about sanctions. So he lied to Pence and he lied to Trump. Well, what did he talk about? Well, he didn't talk about anything directly. Oh, did he violate the Logan Act? Did did he lie to the FBI? Did any of that happen? Nobody's telling us. Instead, they're implying. They're innuendoing. I mean, just listen to this. Just, just, just let me be this, just a smidgen of this headline. The White House struggled Tuesday to answer an avalanche of questions over National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's resignation. Now, remember, last night I told you this is, is, is minuscule. This is minuscule because this is news that we already knew a few weeks ago when Wolf Blitzer looked at the camera and goes, Breaking news! Gotcha. Got you, Wolf. Breaking news! What set everybody off was they all wanted the AP or uh, Katie Turd. Or one of them other fart sniffers to ask Trump about Flynn during the press conference yesterday with Trudeau. But Trump wouldn't call on Katie Turd or any of the other fart sniffers. And ultimately, when the story broke last night, they realize that it's over and that it's done. It's finished. You can get all revved up as much as everybody wants, but it's done. They, they missed out on asking that question. Instead, Flynn resigned. The administration said, here's what happened. Now, uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. 
Flynn was asked to quit Monday after it became public that he had misled Vice President Mike Pence about the inauguration phone calls with the Kremlin's man in Washington, Sergei Kosovlov. In new developments Tuesday, it emerged that President Donald Trump was told on January 26th, more than two weeks ago, the Justice Department had concerns about Flynn's conduct. Well, what was the conduct? Did they tell Trump that Flynn was saying, hey, Serge, soon as Trump's president, we're going to lift sanctions. We're going to be drinking vodka. We're going to be getting them great Russian hookers to urinate on all of us. No, it was, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Uh, President-elect, we have some concerns about Flynn. We just have concerns. Well, what are the concerns? What are they? Tell me what they are. Pence did not find out he was misled until February 9th, according to two administration officials. It's not that he was being left out. It was a legal review. When Pence began his inquiry based on Washington Post report, the timeline moved fast, the source said. The subsequent review by the White House counsel, Donald McGahn, found that he had not broken the law in his conversations with the Russian envoy. If Flynn discussed detailed policy with the Russian envoy, he could have theoretically infringed the Logan Act that prevents private citizens from negotiating with foreign governments over disputes in the United States. So even CNN had to say, well, you know what? Uh, he didn't discuss detailed policy. So basically, we're being told exactly what happened three, four weeks ago, but the only twist, Pence was lied to. Okay. Like I said, I would like to see the transcript. Let's see the transcript. A detailed report where Flynn is talking about sanctions. Let's see this report. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think we're ever going to see it. I don't think we're ever going to see it. Because if we see the report, if we see the transcripts, then we're going to see that it's all about nothing. But as long as we don't see the transcripts and we don't know exactly what was said, the media can craft a narrative. The Rachel Maddows and the Don Lemons and the Anderson Coopers and the Lawrence O'Donnells and the George Stephanopoulos's, they could create a narrative. The Daily Beast, Bill Maher, they could create the narrative. As long as what was said is not where all of us can read it, they can pump out what they think was said. I mean, if what was said, well, 
Take a look at what Colbert did tonight. He's talking about treason. He did a whole bit based on Flynn committing treason and telling the Russians that as soon as Trump became president, we we're going to lift all the sanctions and it was going to be, uh, you know, uh, happy days here again. Colbert doesn't know that. So he's telling the two million people that still watch that drizzling garbage of a show what is not there. He's telling everybody what he wants them to hear. He wants what them to think. And that's why we're not going to see the transcripts. That's why we're not going to see the transcripts. And that's why uh, the information that's reported that was told to Trump is vague information. That's why there's no detail in that. Well, President Trump was uh, uh, told about um, troubling information. Well, what was it? Again, all of this information is what we've all known. We knew Flynn talked to Surge. But everybody was under the understanding that was just about Hey, uh, it's going to be good. We're going to be, you know, working together. We'll be able to see each other, be able to fight ISIS, be able to set up phone calls of Putin, yada, yada, yada. But now, because that story got buried, because remember, around that time, you're talking about protests, talking about outrage, uh, you know, hell, I, I, inauguration numbers, ay, ay, ay. Who is cooler? Who, who, who's got, who, I, I, it's like a week, there's like a week story of, of performers that are going to perform at the president's inauguration. And remember, they've been trying to push the whole Russian conspiracy for uh, months now. And their hope, their hope is somehow turn voters of Trump to voters of Elizabeth Warren. Because all they're doing is preaching to the choir. All they're doing is preaching to the audience of Bill Maher. Their goal, and this is the only goal, this has to be their goal. Remember, the country's pretty much divided, okay? Pretty much split. 
got a handful of states that decide the election. So the goal is to take the 100,000 people in Florida or 150,000 people in Florida and the 50,000 people in uh, Michigan or, well, you know, I don't have the effing numbers in front of me right now. And to take those people who voted for Trump and have them go, oh, man, why did I vote for Trump? I'm going to vote for Elizabeth Warren in another three and a half years. And then those people get a friend that voted for Trump. And then the outrage by those people infect congressmen and senators and governors in their home states to the point where all these people join left in outrage and demand Trump resigns. And not just Trump, but Pence, uh, everybody that's part of uh, the Trump administration. And then, I guess, ask Obama to come back as like uh, an interim president till they can have elections again. I mean, he is in Washington. He never left. He's on standby. He didn't do what every other president does, which is like disappear. I mean, the guy's practically doing reach arounds with Branson on, on, on boats and stuff. Kind of bizarre. I keep looking for pictures of like Branson and his wife and Obama and Michelle like doing Twister doing things of that nature, but it's not. It's just pictures of Obama and Branson. A middle-aged black guy with an old white British dude doing really, really bizarre stuff together. So I guess that's the strategy for the left. And Obama's like, I'm on standby. I'm ready to go. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So I want to see the transcripts. Who knows if we'll see the transcripts. I don't think we will. Just like what we never got to see any evidence of Russian hacking. You realize, listen, you guys, you you realize nobody saw evidence of the Russian hacking. You you realize that. This was like a, a, a murder case, a, a life or death battle of, 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 you know, super lawyers. And it was all dependent on evidence. Like the smoking gun, here's the murder weapon. Here's the witness to cooperate. Here's the DNA. Here's the semen. The semen's all over the girl's face. None of that's there. 
It's just like, yeah, uh, he killed her. Uh, how do you know? Well, we're just telling you that. How do you know? Just trust us. Just trust us. Okay? Because he's a really bad dude. And she's a really nice old lady. Everybody likes her. And if you don't like her, you're a racist. You're a sexist. And you're just an all-around a-hole. I mean, that, that's basically what we were told. Hillary Clinton lost because of the Russian hacking. Okay, well, can you show me how the Russians hacked the election? Well, that's sensitive stuff, okay? We, we can't really show you the evidence because it will reveal sources that are embedded into the deepest, darkest places within the CIA. And if we actually had to expose these people, it will ruin our whole intelligence apparatus. So you just got to trust us. They hacked. Okay. And now we're going to have our media buddies push that story so it gets ingrained in everybody's brain. Ah. Got it. And that's what we're being told now. So I would like to see evidence. And just remember what I said. If, I, if the evidence comes out, I'll be the first one. Listen, I, I'm not, I, I am a, a, I'm a pro-Trumper. I'm not a Trump apologist, so to speak. I, I, I'm more against the left. Against Obama, against Clinton, against Democrats, against uh, the liberal hijacking of our country. I'm more against that than anything. Do I like Trump? 100%. Did I vote for him over Cruz and Rubio? 100%. But at the end of the day, am I just ecstatic and orgasmic? That the Democrats are not in power? Yes. If Trump quit tomorrow and said, I'm done, Pence is the new president, I'd be like, oh. But then after about an hour or two of being upset, I'd be like, awesome, cool. Still got Jeff Sessions as the uh, attorney general. We're still going to crack down on illegal immigration. We're still going to repeal Obamacare or at least make it. Where you don't have to wait to get health insurance when they have an open exchange. And my premium doesn't get jacked up 35%. I won't see celebrities at the White House taking selfies of themselves, giving each other reach arounds. All right, I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. I don't think you're going to see any transcripts. It's just another, how do we, you know, go after Trump? How do we throw, it's, it's basically a wall, okay? And you, you hear the slogan, throw as much crap against the wall and see what sticks. And that's all the Democrats are doing. That's all the media is doing. Because they got nothing else left. A Democrat can't look you in the eye and say, hey, 
I know you voted for Republican, you voted for Trump this time around, but I want you to vote for me four years from now. Well, why should I vote for you? Uh, Other than Trump is an a-hole. Seriously, other than Trump is an a-hole. They can't tell you why you should vote for them. Tell you why you should vote for them. They can't tell you. They can't tell you. And that's what they're doing now, throwing it at the wall. Whatever sticks, sticks. If they could do this for four years, then they'll do it for four years. But I will remind my liberal friends one thing. When they're talking about the opinion approval or the the opinion polls, and they're talking about, oh, look at this, uh, the 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 uh, travel ban or all. Look at look at just how bad everything has been for these three weeks. And oh my God, this is so. Just remember, in a million years, in a million years, and I used to be a liberal then. Did I ever think? George Bush would get reelected while we were in the middle of the Iraq war and we were at the heart of it being botched. We were at just the, the meat of, Hey, this didn't work out too good. In a million years, million years I along with millions and millions and millions of other Democrats never thought the American people will go hey you know what yeah we've lost thousands of soldiers there's no weapons of mass destruction we've lost billions of dollars the economy's not too strong Ah, let's vote. Give them another four years. Never. But the American people did. So before you start jerking yourself off, going, oh, look at this. We're just going to keep throwing everything at Trump. Oh, he is so done. Just remember, war didn't bury W. An effed up war didn't bury W. So don't get too excited because unless there's a transcript of Flynn saying, hey, we're all going to have smearing off together. We're going to pee on each other. And President Trump gave me the green light to do all of this. This is just another crap wad on the wall. And you could add all those crap wads on the wall. But at the end of the day, unless the Democrats can actually come up with how they're going to make people in Michigan's lives better, Florida's lives better, Ohio, Iowa, Pennsylvania, 
unless Democrats could actually say to these people, vote for us, and we're going to do this. The American people are going to go, hey, man, yeah, I, what? Okay, Flynn, that was three and a half years ago. What? Okay, uh, Sean Spicer being imitated by Melissa McCarthy. Okay, yeah, that was three. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. Okay, you got nothing, Trump. How could you do that? Well, I voted for Bush for two terms. And we lost 4,000 soldiers. So, you know what? Back then I said, yeah, 4,000 soldiers being killed, billions of dollars lost in a war, no weapons of mass destruction. I'll still take that over wind sailing, John Taylor singing, douchebag John Kerry. Thank you. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after a little baked Alaska here. The Rob Zakari Show. Rob Scare, Rob Scare Show. We are back. Don't forget, guys, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Rob Zakari Show. Go there. Uh, you might like us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Maybe if you give it a shot, you will. Who knows? Follow us there. Follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, Rob Zakari Show. You can go to Spreaker, uh, type it Spreaker.com. And then type the Rob Carey Show. Go to iTunes. Type that in. Uh, you know how to do iTunes. Rob Carey Show. Uh, iHeartRadio. Rob Carey Show. We're every. Well, we're not really everywhere, but we're we're everywhere except the uh, the the radio, the, like to terrestrial radio, but all those other places. Funny, I uh, have a listener called Advantage uh, Trump, one of our uh, loyalists, has been with us from the beginning of the show. Very, very, very funny. Always sends me um, funny messages. So yesterday we did a story on Andrew Sullivan. I don't know if those of you who know who Andrew Sullivan is. Uh, he is uh, the gay Englishman. He, he would be your prototypical bear, Okay. Bald, uh, husky, a lot huskier than me, big ISIS-style beard, and he's got AIDS. Well, HIV, my bad, HIV positive. I, I don't want to be like uh, Donald Sterling, 
and say he's got AIDS. It's not AIDS, HIV. And we did a story because he talked about Trump being crazy. And uh, that was the, nar- well, it's still the narrative. They're doing the Flynn thing now, but they'll go back to Trump being certifiably crazy. Uh, but Sullivan did this story in the, the New York magazine about Trump being crazy. So I said, hey, I think his HIV medication is rotting his brain. I, I think it's effing with his brain. Because I've read that uh, extended periods of time, uh, certain HIV medicine uh, messes with your head. I mean, it, mess, it messes with your head. Now, I'm not saying this is from like, uh, you know, the, 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 the John Hopkins. I'm also not saying this is from a Alex Jones website. But I don't think it's it's that fake news. I mean, you're talking about a disease that destroys your immune system. And you got to take medicine that uh, destroys that virus or at least keeps that virus in check. So I don't think it's, it's, it's fake news to say that prolonged use of this medicine can F with your brain. So I just said, listen, Andrew Sullivan might be getting brain damage from all the HIV meds. That's all. And so we used his picture as our um, show icon. So when we did our show uh, uh, description yesterday, we actually used his picture. So Advantage Trump hit me with a message and said, what the F this bear pick was on my phone. I thought I was hacked. And then he screen uh, shotted his phone where he would download our show. And when you download our show, whatever app he has, that's the picture that's on his phone from the app. And so I'm looking at it now because I'm on Twitter. And uh, sure is uh, S. There's Andrew Sullivan, the bear. (laughs) So there you go. So download the show, and you could also look at Andrew Sullivan, all right? Damn it. All right, it's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. All right, so uh, yesterday, it was actually two days ago. It was a great article, and I actually uh, tweeted it out. I think it was on the Daily Caller. That was where first appeared and now it's actually on uh, Breitbart and it's a it's a great article and of course no one's talking about it CNN's not talking about MSNBC you know the the usual suspects but it profiles or or I guess it's almost like a uh, uh, an indictment like a lawyer would do uh, against the um, Muslim fencing gold medalist, and I don't even know how to say her name, Abijah Mohammed. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. I'm not an expert in, in Muslim names, but it's I B T I H A J. Abijah. They're, t- they're, 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 they're looking at me going, where's the G? 
I, anyways, Miss Mohammed, okay? Miss Mohammed said that she was detained because of President Trump's travel ban. So this article in the Daily Caller really breaks down how this story is complete BS. And it's fascinating. It's a, it's a fascinating timeline. Fascinating timeline of how the media, and in this case, Time Magazine, gets away creating a story that is a 100% fake. 100% fake. And this story gets pushed out to the masses to the point where they're going, oh my God, can you believe this uh, American-born Muslim Olympic athlete was detained at an airport because of Trump's travel ban? This is appalling. This is and it's completely fake. And it's not some extreme left-wing cuckoo bird site or a right-wing cuckoo bird site. It's time. I mean, today the media was outraged because a website called Gateway Pundit, it's a conservative site, Gateway Pundit, was invited to the press room, to to the press briefings. I mean, they were outraged because this website, as they say, traffics in conspiracy theories. They traffic in so-called fake news. And they were pushing the stories of Hillary Clinton being sick, being ill. And I'm thinking... The balls on the media to be outraged at a website like Gateway Gateway Pundit. And yet Time Magazine does a whole piece that is a hundred percent fake. Let me give you a little of this story, okay? This uh, Miss Mohammed said on February 7th, uh, uh, she, she did an interview February 7th, and she said her detention occurred a few weeks ago. Okay? So when she did this article with Time Magazine, and, and the way it breaks down, uh, it got redistributed through Time this website pop sugar I, I i or is that it yeah pop sugar so pop sugar said to this girl do you know anyone who is directly impacted by trump's travel ban so miss muhammad said well i personally was held at customs for two hours just a few weeks ago i don't know why i can't tell you why it happened to me But I know that I'm a Muslim. I have an Arabic name. And even though I represent Team USA and I have that Olympic hardware, 
It doesn't change how you look and how people perceive you. Unfortunately, I know that people talk about this having a lot to do with these seven countries in particular, but I think the net is cast a little bit wider than we know. And I'm included in that as a Muslim woman who wears a hajib. Now, when you put the timeline together, okay, the fact is this woman, and when she's saying she was at the airport, was before Trump not only was president, but before the travel ban even happened. And just a casual, just a casual observer. I'm not even talking about a reporter like like a uh, Walter Cronkite. I, I don't know. Whatever. When she says the timeline, just casually, when you go, okay, let's see. From the seventh to this, this, hmm, that travel ban wasn't even in place. <laughs> what is she? What is she talking about? What is? What is she? What is she talking about? They're, they're it's not. It, <laughs> what is she talking about? And when the customs officials were reached. And said, hey, man, you want to talk about this? You want, you, want to, you want to give us some information about this? The customs official said, listen, Muhammad's detention has nothing to do whatsoever uh, with the travel ban. Considering the travel ban was not in effect. Checks are totally done random. End of story. And this all happened in, which was way, and I mean way before the travel ban was enacted. And this has been put out there and reported by Time, I mean, Time tweeted, Olympic athlete Ajiji Mohammed was detained because of President Trump's travel ban. And that's a lie. That is fake news. And the audacity, the audacity for the media to question anybody at any website whatsoever is big balls. I, I, I mean, seriously, it's big balls. But when this type of stuff occurs... Like, if you would have grabbed, now, if somebody could grab the Time Magazine person, okay, if somebody could grab this person and put him on spot, okay, and grab the girl at uh, 
Pop Sugar, Lindsey Miller. If if you grab them, put them on spot. You call it sloppy journalism. It's not fake news. Sloppy journalism. Oh, that, that sloppy journal. It, it happens. It happens. So that's not fake news. Sloppy journal. That's all. That's how they get away with it. Sloppy journalism. It's not fake news. It's not pushing a narrative. It's not pushing an agenda. It's just sloppy journalism. I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing. It's just... You know, no different than the the amount of follow-ups on the story out in New York where the girl said she was accosted by the Trump supporters, threatened to be lit on fire. Or maybe that was the other uh, fake story. The one in New York was just uh, threatened to be, you know, beaten up. But whatever, it was fake. It was fake. And numerous places gave extensive time to look at Trump's creating, look at this this yeah, hysteria, this is horrible, this is bad, this is xenophobic, homophobic. I, I just threw a homophobic. Any of the phobics. And it turns out to be fake. Man, I'll tell you, whether it's the Muslim in New York or this Muslim, they sure do lie a lot. Isn't there something in their Quran? Seriously, uh, again, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but isn't there something in their religion? Like, like, isn't there some part of their doctrine that says... uh, Something about lying to protect the Prophet Muhammad. Isn't there something like that? I I don't know the exact wording. Maybe somebody could tweet it to me. Maybe uh, 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 Advantage Trump could, could look it up for me. But I thought I read somewhere that in the, uh, in Islam, lying. And, 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 you know, creating this type of fiction was okay. And it was almost promoted if it was to protect Muhammad, if it was protecting the religion. I thought I read that somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first one uh, to say, hey, I'm wrong. That was, that was effed up of me. But I will say it's, it's, it's awfully strange. It's, it's awfully strange that so many of these uh, Muslim reports, these, these, oh, this Muslim was, was attacked and beaten up. This Muslim was threatened. This Muslim was detained because of Trump's travel ban. And it all turns out to be BS. I just find it very strange. 
Okay, one. All right. Two. Okay, coincidence. But there's yet to be one incident where you have a legitimate Muslim who got their hajib ripped off, was was tortured or, or beaten up by a Trump supporter. Not one. Not what there has not been one case here in the United States. Not one case. Not one. And every time these people come out and say, this happened, I'm a Muslim, I was beaten, I was tortured, turns out to be fake. Turns out to be BS. And if I'm right by what their Quran says, if I'm right, then of course, This is all on purpose. Of course they're doing this on purpose. Of course this Olympic fencer did this on purpose. Because they're trying to protect Islam. They're trying to protect the prophet Muhammad. Muhammad told them, lie to protect us. Me, the religion. Lie. It's not a sin. We encourage it. I encourage it. So it's not a coincidence. It's part of their religion. All right. Do I got to look it up? I'm going to look it up. Okay. Hold on. I'll see if I can do this. Does Islam... Promote lying. Okay, here we go. See if I'm right. See if my... Let me see if... uh... Let's see. uh, The space of lying in Islam. Uh, Islam permits lying to deceive unbelievers and... Oh! 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 What? What? Islam permits lying to deceive unbelievers and bring world domination. Now, granted, maybe I'm finding this on an anti-Muslim site, but let's read this together. It is impossible to understand Islam and Muslims by listening to their uh, protestations against terror and their proclamations of patriotism for America. Usually it is wise and fair to give people the benefit of the doubt, but when it comes to national safety and failure of America, we have better look. Blah, 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 blah. Why? Because Islam permits lying. It is called Al Takiyawa. Al Takiyaya means dissimulation. Then he expanded to uh, it to diplomacy. But he said it should have gone further to deception. Now some Muslims who do not follow the Quran are as faithful Americans as any of us. The problem is we cannot know. See, okay, but, 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 but. Muslims is a lie and interest to do us all. Muslims lie when it is in their interest to do so, and Allah will not hold them accountable for lying when it is beneficial to the cause of Islam. They can lie without any guilt or fear of accountability or of retribution. 
A lie in the defense of Islam is approved and even applauded in their holy books. Uh, Muslims are permitted to lie, to save their lives, to reconcile a husband and a wife, to persuade a woman into a bedroom, and to facilitate one on his journey. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Muhammad gave permission for a follower to lie in order to kill a Jewish poet who had offended Muhammad. I don't know. Maybe this is all, all, <laughs> all, all crazy stuff. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm reading uh, kooky stuff. But I'll tell you, there seems to be a lot of Muslims making up a lot of BS to push that Islam is peaceful and it's a, a, a loving religion. And Trump and Republicans and anybody who speaks bad against um, Islam are, 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 are horrible Islamophobic a-holes. Just saying, New York City girl, complete fake, and uh, Miss Mohammed, the Olympic fencer, saying that she was detained at the airport due to Trump's travel ban, which is a fake. It is a lie. That is a 100% lie. Her being detained happened before the travel ban and before Trump was even president. Lie. End of story, my friends. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading propaganda on websites that say Islam permits uh, their followers uh, to lie, but I don't know. A lot of Muslims coming out lying saying this happened to them, that happened to them, and none of this happened. Didn't happen. Not once. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary. We're going to take a quick break. Real quick. And when we come back, um, I want to wrap things up with Ivanka. Ivanka. Ivanka Trump. We'll be right back. Here's one of my favorite clips. And it is uh, the anti-Muslim question in the New Hampshire uh, town hall with Trump and a guy that sounds like uh, Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong fame. We'll be right back. So, so I'm really honored by the crowd, and we're going to have some fun now, because instead of making a speech, which I've been doing over and over and over, I want to take questions. Don't we like that, right? Okay. All right, let's start with this group right over here. Come on. Okay, this man, I like this guy. Welcome, White Plains. Amen. Okay. We have a problem in this country. It's called Muslims. We know our current president is one. Right. You know he's not even an American. We need this first question. This is man. First but anyway, we have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm-hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of We're going to be looking at a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. 
We are back. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. And so I'm seeing, of course, go figure on uh, CNN, and it's a, uh, I guess, New York Times article. Okay. That uh, Trump aides were in constant touch with senior Russian officials during campaign. Constant high-level advisors close to then-presidential nominee Donald Trump were in constant communication during the campaign with Russians known to U.S. intelligence. Multiple current and former intelligence law enforcement and administration officials tell CNN. How does a former intelligence official know something that is happening now, how does a former intel? I always wondered this. Well, Rob, you know they all still keep in contact. Well, isn't that illegal? <laughs> isn't that illegal? If you work somewhere, all right. If you if you, I don't know, worked at uh, uh, McDonald's. Okay, and then you were fired or you you quit, whatever. All right. And you still knew some people at work there. Could you, I don't know, show up after hours and still eat hamburgers and French fries? Could you use keys to just go walk into the restaurant? I, I don't know. It just seems just seems funky when we keep getting these. Anonymous reports. Because, again, former intelligence and law enforcement, President-elect Trump and then President Barack Obama were both briefed on details of the extensive communications between suspected Russian operatives and people associated with Trump campaign business, according to U.S. officials familiar with the matter. Now, what CNN's referencing is the dossier. So we're back to the dossier. You see what I said in that first segment, you guys? It's like old stuff is being rehashed because it didn't the play when it was brought up the first time. The Flynn conversations were brought up Weeks and weeks and weeks ago, we knew about it. We knew about it. It was Wolf Blitzer breaking news. When that dossier was uh, uh, leaked, you know, the PP dossier, it said in there that uh, Trump administration officials had contact with Russian operatives And other Russian officials. The dossier said that. So right now what CNN is telling us is something that's already been out in the news. But it didn't get the play it needed. Because people were talking about the pee-pee stuff. But this is all part of the PP dossier. 
This is all part of the PP dossier. We already know about this. Don't you guys see what they're doing? Don't you see what the media and the Democrats are doing? Don't you see it? Don't you see it? Right when CNN says President-elect Trump and Barack Hussein Obama were briefed. They were briefed on the details of the extensive communication. So this is old news. This is part of the dossier that talks about pee-pee, talks about urination, talks about what bed did Obama sleep in so I could have girls urinate on each other in that bed. The frequency of the communications during early summer and proximity to Trump of those involved raised a red flag with U.S. intelligence and law enforcement. According to these officials, the communications were, in, uh, were uh, intercepted during routine intelligence collecting, targeting Russian officials and other Russian nationals known to U.S. intelligence. Again, this is part of the dossier. This is old news. You have to think, why is it being brought up again? Why is it being brought up again? What's the reasoning behind it being brought up again? We already know about this. Among several senior Trump advisors regularly communicating with Russian nationals were then campaign chairman Paul Manafort and then advisor Michael Flynn. Now, is it being brought up because Michael Flynn just resigned, so the story is now fresh? Officials emphasize that the communications between the campaign staff and the representatives of foreign governments are not unusual. Oh, they're not unusual. These communications stood out to investigators due to the frequency and the level of the Trump advisors involved. Investigators have not reached a judgment on the intent of those conversations. Well, you know the information that was in the conversations. What do you mean you don't know the intent? Of course you know the intent. You know everything. This is part of the narrative the media is trying to create. This is part of the narrative that the powers that be in Washington are trying to create. This is the narrative that the Democrats are trying to create. People that are pissed off that Trump cut them out of what was rightfully theirs. When Trump popped up into that election, he cut people out of what was rightfully theirs. That election was supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton culminating to Hillary Clinton becoming president of the United States. And Trump upended everything. Because Hillary Clinton will never be president of the United States. Jeb Bush will never be able to run again. 
them grooming Bush as the smart Bush, in one foul swoop, Donald Trump buried him. So for them to say, oh, well, the uh, investigators haven't reached a judgment on the intent. Yeah, okay. Again, this is all part of the dossier. This is information that's been known for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's only coming back up, A, because people didn't pay attention to the Flynn uh, and Russian ambassador conversation weeks ago, and B, Democrats in the media, for whatever reason, are sensing this can be the whammy, can be the whammy. So it continues after uh, no judgment on the intent of the conversations were reached. Adding to U.S. investigators' concerns were intercepted communications between Russian officials before and after the election discussing their belief that they had special access to Trump. Two law enforcement officials tell CNN, these officials cautioned the Russians could have been exaggerating their access. Hmm. Law enforcement officials. Remember in the first segment what I said, guys. As long as you have a, a smidgen of a name, You could attach that to whatever story you want to create. Law enforcement. The guy could be a, 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 a cop meter maid. As long as they have a cop meter maid saying something, that's all they need to know, and that's all they need to be able to print a story. And again, never, ever forget that Barack Hussein Obama is still in Washington. He's never left. There's still hundreds and hundreds of holdovers from the Obama administration. You still have people that are uh, tied to super PACs that work for CNN that are part of the Obama and Hillary uh, Obama administration and Hillary campaign. CNN has reached out to the White House and Flynn for comment. In an interview, Manafort denied that he was in contact with Russians known to U.S. intelligence. Manafort said that is 100% not true, at least as far as me. I cannot believe that they're including me in anything like that. I have not been involved in any of these activities. Manafort said he did not know where U.S. officials got the idea that he was in contact with suspected Russian operatives during the campaign. He said he never spoke with any Russian officials during that time. Manafort said, I have never knowingly 
ever talked to any intelligence official or anyone in Russia regarding anything of what's under investigation. I've never had any connection to Putin or the Russian government before, during, or after the campaign. Manafort said the FBI has not contacted him about the allegations, said he was not aware of any other Trump campaign officials or people close to Trump being in touch with Russians known to U.S. intelligence. So, as you see, CNN, via the New York Times, have brought back up the dossier. And part of that dossier was Russian hookers peeing on each other. They brought up the dossier again to get people jazzed up because Flynn resigned for lying to Pence about having conversations with a Russian ambassador which everybody knew about a month ago. Democrats think they have something. The media thinks they have something. And I'm telling you right now, if there's something, put it on the table. Put it on the table. If there's something... Put it on the table. But mark my words. There's nothing there. Because if there was something there, it would have been on the table. If there was a there there, it would be on the table. If there was a semen-soaked dress, we would already known about it. They're bringing up the dossier again. The dossier, let me remind you, that has information that was compiled by Republican super PACs from the primaries. Then Hillary Clinton campaign in super PACs. Passed around to people like John McCain, boyfriend Lindsey Graham, this information's been out there. These phone conversations have been out there. All of this information didn't just happen yesterday. Didn't just happen overnight. They're talking about the campaign. They're talking about something that happened four and five months ago. Maybe even longer. Remember, Manafort was gone relatively soon after the nomination was locked up. So if they got conversations 
If, if they've got smoking guns of people associated with Trump basically laying out what amounts to treason, it would have already been on the table two weeks ago. It would have already been on the table. It would have already been on the table before Trump took office. Remember that. Before Trump took office. And I talked about this before. When the last ditch attempt to try to convert 30, what, 6 or 37 delegates to flip Trump to Clinton. Remember that big push by the liberal douchebags? When they officially certified the election, and at the end of the day, Hillary actually lost a delegate, don't you think the night before, the two days before, would have been the time that all of this information would have been put out on the table? Don't you think then all this information about all these Trump campaign workers plotting, conspiring, and doing all this stuff with the Russians, don't you think it would have came out two or three days before all of these smoking guns were there? If all of this information was there, don't, don't you think that would have at least converted 30 or 40 delegates to go against the election result and give it to Hillary? Don't you think having troves of phone calls and troves of transcripts of Trump people plotting with Russians would have given these people cover to go against what their home state voted for? Don't you think in a state like Pennsylvania where it was close or a state like Michigan or a state like Ohio, don't you think those people would have had the cover to say to the voters in that state, hey, I know you voted for Trump, but come on. Don't you think we need to switch our votes in light of all of this information, all of these smoking guns? Exactly. But it didn't happen. This is just another game by the media and the Democrats. That's all. Like I said in the first segment, Get as much crap as you can, throw it against the wall, see if something will stick. But I will repeat, all my friends on the left, don't get too excited, don't get too erect, because at the end of the day, everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that W was going to get beat by Kerry. Because of the thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers killed in Iraq. 
no weapons of mass destruction, bad economy, trillions of dollars in debt. And at the end of the day, the American people went, I despise that wind-sailing liberal douchebag. Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari Show. All right, you guys, we're done for tonight. We're going to see you guys tomorrow. All right, tomorrow. Don't forget, 7 p.m., okay? 7 p.m. Be here. 7 p.m. Don't go away. Well, you go away now, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. 7 p.m., West Coast time. It's Rob Zakari Show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Follow us on, oh, God, iTunes. <laughs> Follow us. Just go there. Follow us on, uh, uh, I, I don't know, We're at, wherever else we're on. Spreaker, iHeartRadio. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You are the best. Later.